Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So this was the press release that Washington put out um, announcing formally that Adam Peters was uh, the general manager of the team. Again, 2 p.m. today, we'll carry it live. This is what Peters said in the statement, quote, I am incredibly grateful to Josh Harris and the Washington Commander's ownership group for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. My family and I are thrilled for the chance to be part of the DMV community and look forward to connecting with such a storied, passionate commander's fan base. I am eternally grateful to the York family, the owners of the 49ers, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, and the entire 49ers organization for an amazing experience. Throughout my career in the NFL, I've learned that successful organizations begin with a strong ownership group willing to commit the resources needed to foster a culture of winning. We have that here in Washington, and it's my responsibility and privilege to carry out the mission of delivering a team that will ultimately compete for Super Bowls. I know how much commanders, the commanders mean to our fans, our owners, the legends who paved the way for this franchise in the NFL. The work starts now, closed quote. Jumping on with us right now is 
Ben Standing, of course, with The Athletic. Uh, subscribe to The Athletic, people. It's totally worth it to read Ben, to read David, to read everybody that writes about this team and all of the other teams. How would you like to be writing this today, Ben, about the Pistons beating the Wizards yesterday? Uh, not as big of an audience for that. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we won't spend any time on that. Nobody cares. Actually, uh, David wrote an actually pretty good story about who on earth would go to a Wizards-Pistons game in bad weather with football on, and he talked to people who said, yeah, here, I'm I'm ready to be here. Did they have a – I have no idea. Did they have a decent crowd there yesterday on a holiday? He said in the story that it was like three-quarters full, which, you know, for for Wizards in general seems reasonable, and the Pistons. But, you know, it's the odd day game on a holiday, so sure, why not? Wizards made a trade, too, since the uh, show on Friday. Oh, yeah, they did. But uh, we won't talk about Marvin Bagley Jr. Um, and Isaiah Livers. All right, uh, so during the show on Friday, Ben, essentially with the news that Adam Peters was uh, being reported to be the new GM, um, was rather distracted. We ended up getting back to him at the very end of the show. But let's act like we didn't really have a complete conversation on our radio show Friday. So I'll start with this. Your reaction to Washington being able to secure and hire what appeared to be the number one this year hiring cycle general manager candidate? Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, if you didn't already, you know, realize the impact of the ownership change, you know, this is the example. It's not just that Adam Peters came here, but he's even willing to take the interview. Um, You know, their, their top five candidates for this position, the five people that they interviewed, um, you know, are all on the, t- you know, h- higher on the list of, you know, who was available this cycle. It's not like they were going for, this wasn't like, you know, trying to get Jim Fossil a coach here back in the day, right. Or, or something along those lines, or maybe having to, you know, over promise somebody what that, what their responsibilities could be, say in the case of Rivera, Ron Rivera to get them here. Right. So they were able to sort of go into this straight up, and say, here's you know, here's what we have. We'd like you, and they had whatever conversations they had led to Peters choosing to come here. And I, I do think it says a lot about where things are at, you know, per- perception-wise at least. Obviously, none of this means that Adam Peters is going to work out, or he'll be the next Bobby Bethard, or who knows what. But you know, to to, to start off in this way um, with a guy who you know, not I mean, there it's always hard to know what the assistant GM like is doing relative to the real one. But this is a better example to get a feel because John Lynch is not necessarily the talent evaluator there in San Francisco. That's that's Peter's job. That's but you know what we've all been told, and he, um, you know, they have the most talented roster in the league. Uh, a lot of it through the draft, other some of it's from other ways. So yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a really good uh, hire, and uh, yeah, well, now we'll see what happens. All right, so what do you think uh, – Albert Breer wrote uh, the blow-by-blow, blow, how it all came together. I don't know if you read that or not. Um, I thought it was interesting. But one of the things he said is that the new coach will report to Peters like in a you know a, a conventional, structured you know uh, sports organization, owner, general manager – head coach, you know, that's the hierarchy. So do you expect him to be the most important voice in hiring the head coach? Well, you know, Josh Harris, this is his first shot at doing this in the NFL, right? I mean, they 
went through, like, you know, it's always fascinating. You know, how do you even, how does the owner choose the candidates before turning the reins over to that person? Um, in this case, obviously we know he had some uh, advisory group uh, help kind of deal. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming Josh Harris is going to have some sway in this. I mean, he basically, I, I believe at some point said over the last couple of weeks, maybe, maybe it was at his press conference that, this person who they're going to hire as GM won't have final say, but obviously they'll be an important voice. So, you know, I would imagine if Adam Peters is, you know, pushing for candidate X that, you know, that that would be where they would go unless there's like some weird objection. And then maybe that questions, you know, is everybody on the same page here? But, you know, I would imagine Peters is going to have a, a huge influence on this. Um, with, with, you know, with, with, with that, without a doubt, again, unless he just has some, just very different view of what's going to happen, which you would think would be already fleshed out based in the interviews they did. All right. The NFL head coaching, you know, availabilities may increase here after the weekend results, you know, especially in Philadelphia and Dallas. So, you know, it's kind of describe from your uh, standpoint right now, what this team will likely be looking for, you know, there were stories that Ben Jan- Ben Johnson's the number one target. There were also stories this weekend that Dan Quinn is near the top of the list. I mean, that was one of the worst defensive performances in a postseason game I think we have ever seen on Saturday against Green Bay. I don't even think that's an exaggeration, how bad it was uh, on Quinn's part, how completely outmatched he was uh, head-to-head with Matt LaFleur on Sunday. Um, but what are you hearing with respect to the direction they'll go in? And then this is going to be a competitive landscape, even more so than it was for general manager. Yeah, no, for, for, for sure. I mean, similar to the GM situation where like, you know, or like, we, you know, with like Bob Myers, like we didn't really know about that until it came out. Uh, you know, the, the coaching situation has been kept pretty much, you know, under wraps and quiet as well. Ben Johnson's getting a lot of mention. Obviously, he's an attractive candidate. A lot of teams are interested in him. I think there's five teams to put in an interview request for him. Um, so, you know, look, you know, does David Tepper in Carolina just offer him so much money and power that it's like he's impossible to turn down? Uh, does, you know, Jim Harbaugh somehow doesn't end up with the Chargers? Do they go to Ben Johnson and he looks at Justin Herbert and says, well, this is easily the best quarterback I can work with from the start. Um, you know, so those are things to consider. I would imagine Atlanta, it looks like you know, they've obviously already interviewed Bill Belichick. So it looks like they may be wanting a more established coach to come in and sort of push them over the top. Arthur Blank, the owner is, you know, getting up there in age and uh, you know, we'll see what happens in Dallas. You know, they obviously are also, uh, if they do move on from Mike McCarthy, Belichick would make sense there. I, to me, I think I think Mike Vrabel is such an interesting wild card here. Me too. You know, he obviously had some really good years with the Titans. Like with a lot of coaches, things fell apart the last couple of years between injuries and you know the quarterback uh, struggles that they had with Ryan Tannehill just kind of faded, and their young quarterbacks you know did what young quarterbacks do up and down. Uh, but if you think he's like one of the better coaches in the league, and there's people out there who'll say he's a top six or seven coach in the league. Boy, I mean, that's a pretty interesting guy, whether you're a team like Dallas, if, again, if should they do something that you feel like, hey, we're right there, but we do, we got to get over this hump, or a team like Washington, where you're like, hey, this guy's not, like, old or anything. He's not – He's not. Uh, you, you and I talked about this the other day, and I um, concede your point that, like, you know, he's more progressive with thinking about 
analytics and things like that than maybe the uh, defensive coach uh, Vernier he gives off um, shows. But at the same point, you know, Tennessee decided, hey, this isn't working out for us, so we're moving on. You know, what's up with that? But he's a pretty interesting um, dynamic. Now, if it doesn't, if it's not Ben Johnson here, he whatever for whatever the reason, then I think it gets really interesting because there's not a ton of other offensive coaches out there. You can look at Bobby Slowick with the Texans, really great game the other day and a great year with C.J. Stroud. He's also 36 and has only been a coordinator for one year. That's potentially a, a bit early to, to make the head coaching jump. But most of the other guys are on the defensive side. Like I thought Raheem Morris with the, with the Rams, I thought he did a pretty good job against the Lions. 92, second um, half. The, yeah, and they don't have, a, other than Aaron Donald, they don't have a ton of like proven anybody's on that defense. But some rookies are good, but they can you know, not a ton. So I think he's interesting for me. And um, yeah, and that, that, that's where I kind of wonder, does Josh Harris say, hey, look, I really want an offensive guy, or does he not care? Does he say, hey, I just want to, you know, I'm a, the leader of men kind of guy, whatever it is. So uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely gotten a lot more interesting the last couple of weeks. I didn't even mention Jim Harbaugh. I just don't see him being a fit here. I imagine he's going to have final say over personnel if he goes somewhere. And obviously Adam Peters has that here. But, uh, yeah, it's all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, the coaching field's gotten way more interesting than it was uh, when the season ended. I mean, there's so many things that we don't know. As an example, maybe a defensive head coach ends up being the one that in the interview process, you know, changes everybody's thought process. And by the way, Adam Peters has the next up and coming really good OC in mind, maybe Brian Greasy in San Francisco as a possibility. Um, who knows uh, how that works out, uh, works out. Ben Johnson, by the way, is 37 years old, but to your point, has a longer resume um, and has a much longer period, obviously, of being the actual, uh, you know, uh, uh, OC. Well, not that much longer, but a little bit longer. Yeah, only two Slowick. years. Yeah, Slowick, though, was in the 49ers organization. The Vrabel thing to me, I mean, I would be like, if if you're on that search committee, doesn't somebody step up and say, even if you don't know football, and but you've studied it and say, why is Rabel considered by almost everybody that talks about him to be a top 10 proven head coach and great guy who does not need, because he's had a GM, you know, for many years uh, in Tennessee, does not need personnel control? Why wouldn't that be an interview? And I know that they haven't requested permission to interview him. I guess you don't have to request inter- uh, permission to interview him because he's not employed right now. Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure. I mean, look, yeah, he he gets a ton, a ton of praise for sure. I think that did seem like, if I recall reading some of the information out of Tennessee, it's that there were, he he was, I guess, dinged with some of their poor personnel choices. They had already fired their GM the previous year and that, you know, Rabel's role in some of that personnel was enough to, for for the owners to say, hey, we probably want to clean, uh, fight here, let our new GM, uh, Rand Carthon, just take complete control. Well, maybe Rabel is, you know, and I would imagine, right, he's kind of, you know, because he's already had some success, you know, he's probably not going to want to just sit there on the sideline and let, you know, to use the Bill Parcells line, somebody else just do all the the shopping for the meal he's going to have to cook. But I would at least, at a minimum, check in and ask a lot of questions. 
Um, you know, we all like to play the game of did somebody work with somebody once and therefore we should link them for the job. You know, when Vrabel was a player in New England, Adam Peters was a scout for that team. So to whatever degree they interacted, I, I don't know. Scouts are typically not in the building very much. But, you know, th- there could be something there as well. It was thought that perhaps uh, New England would get in the mix for Peters. Um, you know, should they have got rid of Belichick? Obviously, we know what happened there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely at a minimum would look at it. But this is also like is Josh Harris. And, and, you know, if you look at Josh Harris's track record in Philly, you know, po- you know, post-process at least, you know, they, he's gone out and gotten kind of a lot of big names. So does he want more of that established coach or does he want somebody like Peters that you can build with over time and have a more, you know, not just the next three, four years, but really what's going to happen for, for a longer term. That, that's, you know, that's the interesting part as well. Talking to Ben Standing, of course. Uh, do we have any sense as to what happens to the rest of the football front office, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney, et cetera? Uh, no, not definitively. The answer after the Peters hire was that they all the all those uh, folks will be um, evaluated over the coming days. Now that said, technically, like I don't know if they put up Adam Peters' bio on the website, the team website, but technically they have two general managers right now, right? Which is odd, but it also says to me, I kind of you made me bet. I kind of think Martin Mayhew is going to stay. He and he and Peters have known each other since they worked together in San Francisco uh, before uh, Peters, uh, before uh, Mayhew came here before the 2021 season, I, you know, Martin Mayhew to me does not come across as a guy who's got some massive ego. That's going to be, uh, you know, angry. If you'd like, you know, I asked him to stay with a, a maybe a different title. Uh, and look, I obviously things didn't work out here the last couple of years from a personnel standpoint, but as I kind of laid out in the story I wrote at the end of the year, it's, you know, the, the, there was confusion seemingly in a lot of different spots, including Ron Rivera, who had final say in personnel, you know, seemingly kind of changing the plan at various times, depending on what, uh, you know, what narrative was, was, was being told or, or what have you. So, you know, I, I think Martin Mayhew can certainly help. Um, but, you know, so I won't, so I won't be stunned if that's the case, plus it's it is helpful to have somebody who's been there to you know help you know explain to a new person, hey, well this happened for this reason and this person that, and et cetera, et cetera. So I I could see Mayhew staying. Everybody else, who knows? I mean, I imagine there'll be significant changes. Uh, so you know, and and May and uh, Peters will surely bring in some people that he knows from different spots. But yeah, I could I could see Mayhew staying at this point. Yeah, it is not typical, and I I know this because I've actually been on compensation committees and companies. It's not typical that you demote somebody, title, take away compensation, etc. That's typically not the way it's done. But if he were to stay, he'd probably get an assistant GM title. I mean, you're not going to have two people in the organization with the general manager title. Uh, maybe compensation stays the same. I have I've, I've no idea. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Obviously, they know each other um, well. Um, two more for Ben, uh, who's joining us. Uh, listen to Ben's podcast, which he does a great job with, called Standing Room Only as well, in addition to subscribing to The Athletic. Um, has Eric Bieniemy been reached out to by anybody with respect to a head coaching opportunity interview? for any of the seven jobs um, that currently exist? 
Yeah, not that I am aware of, no. I have not seen it. I haven't heard anything, but I haven't seen anything reported either. All right. What do you what's on your list today of questions and curiosities from Adam Peters? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious as to uh you know, what is he you know, what what is he looking for in a new head coach? Uh, you know, I I understand that we're going to get a lot of you know, fluffy answers. We're not probably going to get too many specifics, but maybe we'll be surprised. You never know. Um, but what, what about that? I think one question we didn't ask Josh Harris last week when he, uh, after uh, he, he spoke at his press conference, was what's the deal with Eugene Shen, who they hired during the season as this uh, VP of like football strategy. Basically, he's a, in charge of analytics. What is his role in, in all of this? You know, where does he fit in sort of the, the hierarchy? And, um, you know, it, it, it sort of, I don't want to say to Peter's, like, where are you at in analytics, but to sort of to that extent, you know, is he have a role there? Or is this where, where Shen is? Uh, things like that. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I, I don't know if I imagine him saying, hey, I'm going to take, we really love Drake May at number two, so we'll probably take him. Or, you know, Cam Curl, he's definitely high on my priority list to resign. I don't think we're going to get too much out of those things. But, um, you know, obviously you try to look, for what he's saying on any of these topics to try to get a, a, a feel for what possibly could happen. And also just really, honestly, it's just, this is the first time we're all seeing him, right? What is the first impression? How is he as a communicator? Cause we're all going to be sitting here listening to him for the next however many years and trying to figure out what he's doing. And, and uh, you know, you, you can feel better or worse about a situation depending on how the communication goes. So I think that just in and of itself will be a big part of the day. I've actually watched. I did it uh, on Friday. Uh, I watched a bunch of interviews, and they're not there. There aren't a lot of them to choose from, but but typically Adam Peters, along with John Lynch um, and one or two others, was a part of their post draft uh, media, um, and he is definitely more of a. Um, you know, he, he's not a massive extrovert with respect to his communication abilities doesn't mean anything I, I don't care what he sounds like or how he communicates he's the general manager he's not he's not the head coach I care about his evaluation of players and his evaluation of of trades and you know hopefully you know you you don't end up giving up picks and picking up the entire salary for Carson Wentz with this next regime um not to mention some of the other buttes from from over the years but uh yeah uh oh one last thing the timeline on hiring the head coach, a week from yesterday, as in January 22nd, is the first day that they can enter. It becomes a point of like, you know, the, the, I, I'm not 100% sure of the rule, but like, you know, does Detroit say, hey, man, you know, we got to focus on over here. I mean, it is already bizarre. Like all these, like, you know, he's going to do, I, I presume, several interviews this, this week. Dan, well, Dan Quinn, I guess it doesn't matter. He's already out of the playoff, but like, you know, like the half the Ravens organization is getting interviewed for different see, like you're preparing for the biggest games of your of your season, if not your career, and simultaneously having these other conversations. It's so bizarre. But um but yeah, I mean presumably they can meet with him uh well they can meet with him uh next week, starting on the twenty second. And uh you know, I mean look, <clears throat> Detroit's got a home game. They're gonna be favored over Tampa Bay, so reasonable chance they they advance, but you know, at the same point, everybody else is going to start making moves. And whether you're Washington or you're Ben Johnson, 
you know, you have to, if you really want to have this happen, you got to start moving, make moves in that direction. So I uh, would imagine he'll have interviews, but um, yeah, we'll see what, you know, what happens at it should they advance. I think it's also going to be interesting because I bet some things happen here over the next couple of weeks, you know, simultaneous with the head coaching uh, call, which is, you know, there are some would-be free agents uh, that can be negotiated uh, with uh, prior to the league calendar beginning. And then you get into the whole franchise tag thing, which I don't think is until the end of February. But um, interesting to see what he thinks about just the roster that he's inheriting here as well. Uh, Enjoy today. We'll be listening. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, man. See ya. Thanks a lot. Adam Peters today, 2 o'clock right here on the Team 980, his press conference carried live on the Team 980. All right, we'll get to some of these playoff games from over the weekend, including the Dallas loss to the Packers. That's next. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 